You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 139. And today we're talking about the one mindset that motivates you to change. And trust me, it's different than what you've heard before. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa. This is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're talking about a subject that I'm just kind of starting to formulate in my mind, and I'm so excited to share it with you because this is like the stuff that no one talks about in health and in life that makes all the difference, and that is the motivation of change. Now you're probably like, I've heard this a thousand different times in the same way, what could be new? Well, after much research and really digging into this, because what I found is that, yes, there is this thought process on how to motivate people to change, but does it really work? And I was just finding that it wasn't over and over again in my own life. So I really wanted to dig in and find out what is missing And this theory that we have based on all of management and how to diet and how to live your life and reach goals and set goals and all the things like, why isn't it working and why is it sucking the joy out of our life? So today I'm going to present it in a different way that allows you to maintain a lot more joy and actually see the success that you want to see without making this huge end all be all big deal about it. Anyways, that's what we're digging into today. The one mindset that motivates you to change We're talking about it all, and there's really just two big points that you need to know about motivation and the reward systems based on that, and then I'm just going to give you one clear direction, like one clear thing that you can do to change your motivation and really help you see the results that you want to see. And this is all a part of the Metabolism series, which if you haven't been following along, you've got to go back and listen to all the episodes in the Metabolism series. This one obviously is specifically about the mindset. And yes, it relates back to metabolism because remember, the mindset is above it all. If you go back to podcast episodes and listen to the one all about the mindset, the sympathetic, parasympathetic mode, then you know our mindset is the controlling factor in metabolism. Mind blown. I know it's crazy. It sounds absurd. But once you start to put the pieces together about how impactful our thoughts are and how they influence what type of perception our body is getting and whether we're in the sympathetic or fight or flight or a rest and digest phase, then this all starts to make sense and how our motivation or motivating factors can actually be doing a lot of harm to our metabolism. So we're not going to specifically like get into the nitty gritty and how this affects our metabolism, but rather how you can use this to benefit your metabolism in the big picture. So again, go back and listen to the metabolism series. It starts in episode number 130. Now we're all the way at 139. All of those episodes in between are on metabolism. Next week, we have another special interview talking about fasting, prolonged fasting, intermittent fasting, all the things. And then we wrap up the metabolism series the following week with like this big overarching, here's what you need to do to fix your metabolism podcast. So stay tuned for all that. I'm super pumped you're here. Don't forget that you can always go to the show notes, find out more information about resources, other links, other podcasts that we've done similar to these shows over the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 139. It's always backslash followed by the episode number. This happens to be episode number 139. So you can find out all the show notes over there. And while you're there, 
don't forget to sign up for my email list where we're just taking a deeper dive into my own life. I'm sharing more of my health journey that's going on. I'm learning some pretty crazy cool things that I can't wait to share with you. So make sure you're signed up over there. We can connect on a better level and really just get to know each other. Also, if you love these episodes, don't forget to share them with your friends and family. Literally, that is what makes the show go round. We are a growing community here, and I couldn't be more thrilled that you're finding Simple Roots Wellness helpful in this journey of health and life and finding happiness and joy along the way. We have so much more goodness coming this way, including an anxiety series that's going to come up this summer and a lot of podcasts in the meantime. So stay tuned with that. Make sure you sign up for my email list. Tell your friends and family about it and get them to join this community of like-minded people who are looking to live a healthier and happier life. Okay, for now, we're going to get right to the show and the one mindset that motivates you to change. Now, I have to be honest, normally I have all of my notes written out and very well researched and this is well researched, but I still feel like I'm trying to formulate thoughts as I'm speaking to you. So bear with me as we go. Like, I hope at the end of this, you're like, yes, that makes total sense because in my head right now, it makes total sense. So hopefully I can communicate that clearly to you. But I just want to be open and real and honest in this episode and just help you to know that what I was finding in my own life is that these driving forces that I was trying to help you create in your life and even in my own life, like these big goals that I want to see just never seem to be achieved. And I really wanted to dig into why. Because there are a lot of motivational speakers and business coaches and best-selling authors that tell you motivation is done a certain way, right? Like by setting this big goal and chasing after it with all of your might, regardless of your health and your happiness and all the things. Okay, maybe they wouldn't go that far, but I feel like a lot of times it's like set the goal and hustle yourself to get there. But what I was finding in health is that I see so many people set this big goal that they want to achieve, which is fantastic, but yet very few are getting there. And even if they got there, they weren't happy or satisfied at all. And so there has to be something more, in my opinion, to how do we actually motivate change and change that lasts? Like, I'm not just going for the goal. I'm going for a lifetime of health here. And like I said, this can be used in bigger ways than health. So as I dug in, I realized that there was a couple things going on and why that old system of motivation isn't really beneficial or working in any sense of the word and what does. So today we're going to talk about how force creates resistance, the two types of motivation and what type we need to rely on to see change in our life. Remember, this all relates back to metabolism because our mindset controls our health, right? Like those thoughts that we have going on in our brain tend to change our hormonal flow and our neurotransmitters and all the things and all the signals in our body. So our mindset is creating this perception and the perception is telling our body if we're in a safe place or survival mode. And the fascinating thing about motivation is that many times we're putting ourselves in a very stressed state trying to reach these goals. But remember in health is that stress is a detriment. And so If we're looking to get healthier or to maintain our health, then we have to get rid of the extra stress that's coming from these big goals and the motivation that we're trying to use to get there. So that's how it relates to metabolism. And I believe that with the right mindset, we can change our metabolism because we're going to be happier, more satisfied, healthier people. Okay, that's how it relates. So here we go. We're going to get started. 
So let's start with the traditional way of doing things, and that's living a life that tries to be within our control. So generally, when we set a goal, we try to control our environment, our schedules, our lives, and our health to achieve that goal, which sounds great. We need to take control of our situation, and that control creates change, right? But here's the deal with control is that so much of life is outside of our control, right? Our environment tends to be outside of our control. Like at the end of the day, in my life at least, the unexpected always happens. Like I should just start to expect the unexpected because that's what always happens. And I feel like so often we set this goal and we have this great big plan, but once our plan gets thrown out of whack and there's a curveball thrown our way, we don't know how to respond, right? Like the motivation starts to instantly go down to achieve that goal simply because we've been thrown off by trying to control a situation that is ultimately out of our control. Because the reality is we can set goals and we can set ideas and we can come up with solutions to problems. But really, the only thing that we can control is our mindset and our attitude toward that situation. Yes, we can work ourselves to get there, but so much of it is outside of our control. And that's when we hit resistance. So one of the things that I want to talk about is this force creates resistance, right? Whenever we try to take control of something, oftentimes we come up to a situation where there's force, right? Like where we're trying to force our body to respond by eating less calories. We're trying to force it to lose weight by exercising more. We're trying to force our minds to do more work by sleeping less. Like we force our bodies into a lot of things. We force our lifestyle choices, habits, everything into certain situations that we think can take control of our end goal. So we have this force, like we're trying to force our body to do something that's really against what it wants to do. And whenever we force something, even something positive, we're always faced with resistance. There's some law like in physics or something. I should have looked this up. My husband's probably shaking his head right now because he's an engineer. That stuff has to be right. But there's some kind of law that says force creates resistance, right? We know that force causes friction and where there's friction, there's resistance, now, that's going to happen regardless of if you can withstand change, right? Like if, if I change our motivation to a positive thing, like we're still going to hit resistance. At the end of the day, it's not to avoid the resistance that we're facing, but it's the motivation to get through the resistance and create the momentum that creates lasting change. So like I said, in the motivation that we have, oftentimes when we come up to this resistance created by the force that causes that we're causing to try to control the situation, right? The motivation that we have doesn't allow us to push through that resistance to achieve momentum. However, if we can change our motivation, then we can do this with ease where we can push through that resistance. And in fact, we can start to see the momentum of that change. Now, some cases, the resistance is there to cause us to back up and say like, okay, we need to work with our body instead of against it. Like we need to work with our life instead of constantly against it. And so in some cases, like calorie deficit, it's not okay to force your body. And that resistance on the other side is actually your body coming in in survival mode. So there really is kind of this two-pronged approach here where we need to know that the resistance is a healthy resistance that we need to push through to see results on the other side or where that resistance is really protection from a bad decision. And I think this is all going to make sense as I continue on with this. 
So again, wherever there is force, there's always going to be resistance and we have to have the right type of motivation to push through that because any change, even good change, has some sort of resistance to it, right? So take, for instance, healthy eating. So many people want to eat healthy, but there's so much resistance and friction when it comes to it because those habits, even though they're good habits, haven't been created long enough and those bad habits don't have that resistance attached to it. So for instance, maybe you're trying to give up sugar, right? But sugar is still in your house. It's still on your your desk and healthy food is inside your refrigerator, but it's not prepped, right? So when the time comes, there's less resistance to go with the bad option, the candy that's sitting on your desk, than there is to cut up an apple or some peppers or prepare some vegetables for you to eat. Do you see, do you see kind of what I'm saying there? Like there's more resistance with good change, healthy change, because it's new than there is with bad habits that you're trying to break. So one great way that you can do this is to create more resistance toward the bad habits and create less resistance or less friction with the good habits. So what that means is like maybe you prep all the healthy food and you have healthy food sitting on your desk at work and you move the candy to the top shelf in the pantry that you have to stand up, walk and go get right? Like you create more friction with the bad habits you're trying to break and less with the good. So that's one big tip that you can use. But even further is the motivation again to push through. Now, there are two common types of motivating factors, one that is really common and kind of the thought process when it comes to change. And then we have the second one, which is the one that I'm going to promote today. So the first type of motivation is extrinsic motivating factors. So these extrinsic motivating factors involve engaging in a behavior in order to earn external rewards or avoid a punishment. So these extrinsic motivating factors are things like we're told to do, like create a reward on the other side or create a punishment, right? Like we hear of this all the time. Like if you lose the weight, then pay yourself money. Or if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then you have a a consequence on the other side. Now, this is thought to be highly motivating for us, but what they're finding in research is it's actually not. And it goes against all of these internal principles that start firing inside our body. Like this is not a good way to drive people to change. In fact, it's a really harmful way and it doesn't cause people to last. In fact, it takes away a lot of happiness and we're gonna talk about why. But the second type of motivation and the one that we need to focus on when it comes to change is called the intrinsic motivating factors. And these intrinsic motivating factors include engaging in a behavior because it is personally rewarding, not for an external reward, but for something internal. Now, I bring this up because so much of health change has to do with an external reward. Now, you might think losing weight or getting to a certain number on the scale or being a certain size of jeans or looking a certain way is an internal reward, but it's absolutely not. So many, in fact, over 90% of the Goals that people set are based on extrinsic motivating factors. They're based on getting fit for a wedding or for a vacation or being a certain size or looking a certain way. And that's just in health, right? It's such focused on an external principle that it actually has not enough motivating drive for us to do it long term. 
And this is what I see, and this is why I'm so passionate about this subject, is because people are trying to get healthy in all of the wrong ways and for all of the wrong reasons. And it shows extrinsic motivating factors is not associated with lasting change. I know that this is the way of the world, and this is even the way that businesses are run based on management skills, right? Like, and not to go against it, but this is where business and science don't come together, right? The science shows something completely opposite of how 90% of the world operates. We tend to operate on these external extrinsic motivating factors, which in fact are not motivating at all. And this just goes back to the research, but I think once you start to see the intrinsic side of things, you can start to understand, okay, like, yeah, I can get behind that. We're going to talk about some examples so this all makes sense. But the intrinsic motivation is, again, those who engage in a behavior because it is personally rewarding, not for an external reward, but something internal. In other words, the motivation to engage in a behavior arises from within the individual because it's naturally satisfying to you. We simply enjoy an activity or see it as an opportunity to learn, to explore, to be creative, to grow, and to actualize our potential. There's something internal that's driving us, not external. And that's the huge, huge, huge difference. That's like the big point that you got to write down. If you want to change, it only can come from an intrinsic motivating factor. That means it has to come from something inside of you. So take, for instance, this podcast, right? If you're listening because you have an interest in health and simply want to know more about the topic of metabolism, then you're acting based on an intrinsic motivating factor probably loving the show, you're getting a lot of information, and maybe you're starting to see change simply because you're motivated by a drive to learn something that you want to learn. On the other hand, if you're listening to this podcast to try and get the best tips to lose weight the fastest, that is an extrinsic motivating factor. That is not lasting. In fact, you're probably going to become highly frustrated by this podcast and any information in health because it's not lasting. There's no internal motivating factor that gets you to drive through the resistance that you're gonna come upon when it comes time to let them rubber meet the road, right? Like there, it's not easy to put on your running shoes and go work out, right? Like it's not easy to choose the salad over the burger and fries, right? But once this becomes an intrinsic motivating factor, then you do it for completely different reasons and those reasons have different meanings and that meaning drives the change. So for instance, you've probably met someone who at a birthday party can like turn down a piece of chocolate cake and you're thinking, how crazy are they? How much discipline? And why are they so much more disciplined than I am, right? Like crazy individuals who are just super disciplined and super fit. Here's the reality. We're all healthy individuals. It's just a choice based on how we're getting our motivation to get there. So those people who can turn down the cake, they have an intrinsic drive, something of motivating inside of them that says like, I just don't need that. Like, that's not what I want. And here's the thing. When we're driven externally, we're often also driven and we hit that resistance, right? We hit the resistance or we um, encounter this intense rebellion to do something simply because it's outside of what we want. And that comes to the point And one of the biggest reasons why they know that extrinsic factors don't work is because it goes against autonomy, 
Like you stop doing it for the enjoyment of yourself. So what is autonomy? Essentially, it's free will, right? It's the urge to direct our own lives in our own way. Autonomy is the desire to make the choice based on our own will. Like if we feel coerced by even an internal pressure like guilt or shame or an intrinsic motivating factor, we feel the pressure, right, of that. We feel the pressure of this big goal that's outside of what we actually want. And therefore, the autonomy vanishes and we often act in rebellion. So research has found that restrictions to our autonomy, like restrictions against our own choice, is the heart of a great deal of our unhappiness. It's because when we feel restricted, we feel stuck, which can then become a matter of survival in our body. Like our whole chemical reaction inside of our body changes and it becomes a place of distrust and it becomes a place of fatigue and a lack of happiness and a lack of satisfaction. Like that all lies outside of autonomy. And so there is something really, really, really big, even from the time that we're born, to have this access or this independence in our choices that we make. Now, to further along with this, it's not just about autonomy, but there's two other big things that go along with the intrinsic drive or the intrinsic motivating factors. And these are what I find to be the most critical thing. Like we all know we want what we want, right? Um, and acting outside of that and acting um, towards goals that maybe don't really align with what you really want. Like to say, I want to get fit, but you really hate to work out. Like that's not going to go hand in hand, right? Like you're not going to see a lot of success there or wanting to get healthy for the sake of losing weight. Like there's not a lot of success that can be found there because you're doing it for an external motivating factor rather than something internal, like working out for the sake of just learning about your body and seeing the growth inside of that. Like that is an intrinsic factor. It's a mindset shift. You see like the difference? It's it's nothing grand. It's a mindset shift. And maybe these next two points will help pull this all together. So outside of autonomy, what else drives our intrinsic motivating factors is mastery. Like we have this desire to get better and better at something that matters for something more than us, which brings it to point number three, which is purpose. Like the only way that we can be motivated to fully and truly change is to do something for something larger than ourselves. (laughs) Like there has to be a bigger purpose involved. And we miss this a lot. And we can see this in the workplace. Like when we can't see working for something greater than ourselves, it just becomes another thing or another chore, something that we have to do that's maybe against our will. Like our natural drive in our body is to do something bigger than ourselves. It's to help other people, to help grow and expand and to explore and to be creative. Like that is our designed mechanism of our body. And outside of that, we really don't see the happiness or the satisfaction or the change that we want to see. Now that I know that I don't talk about faith and spirituality a lot on here, but it is such a critical role in the health and just in our life in general. But we're going to specifically talk about it in health just briefly. I've mentioned it before and why I talk about this more and more on the show is simply because of things like this. Like health has to have a greater purpose than ourselves in order for you to actually achieve it. So we can't just make changes to get to a certain weight, right? Like we have to want to get healthy to live for something more. And so often we're living for health because that's what we're told to do rather than using health as something 
for something bigger. And that's what we were designed to do. And there's a huge, huge difference in the motivating force behind that. So obviously, I believe that we have to have this foundation in our creation and how what we were created to be and do on this earth. Like we have to have that foundation because that gives us a purpose that's larger than ourselves. Like we weren't just put here to be unhealthy and unhappy. We were put here with a greater purpose to live in health and with happiness to do something so much more for so many other people, right? Like that is the motivating driving force. And I think that so many of us are just hopeless and health in a hopeless mindset is, it, it is hopeless. Like there is no purpose on the other side. And I know that this is controversial, but I'm just stating what I fully believe. Like I fully believe without the hope in Jesus and the hope in the foundation of faith that we are standing on hopeless ground and that we will never fully muster up any strength to make the change that we want to see. Like we'll never fully be satisfied on the other side. We'll never fully be able to do this for life and find the excitement and the ease that should come with this, right? We were created in health to live with a greater purpose. And that is an intrinsic driving force, maybe even the greatest one. So yes, I know it's controversial, but it is fully what I believe that outside of faith and Jesus, like, I feel like we're really struggling to ever find the motivating driving force in that. And that brings us to number three, is that the most powerful intrinsic motivating force to change in a natural way for life is the purpose to do something larger than ourselves. So even when we look at health, we can't just get healthy for our own sake or to see a number, right? We have to get healthy and use that as a means to living for something so much more. And I've said this so many other times, and maybe it hasn't all clicked together until now, even with me, is that we can't just get healthy. Like we can't live for health. And I think that the world has taught us that health is something that we have to live for. So many of us are strapped to our diets, we're strapped to our lifestyle, we're strapped to our weight and the lack of confidence and our desire to be something else. Like we're waiting to find satisfaction in a number. Like we we think we're gonna be satisfied when we can fit into a certain size of jeans or we'll have confidence there or happiness will be found there, but it's not. It's never found in an external driving, intrinsic driving force, right? Like that is not motivating and you'll never find what you're looking for there. It only comes with greater purpose. And that is the biggest driving force in all of humanity. And this is proven in research. It's also why I can't not talk about my faith on here and how impactful having a hope in something so much bigger than us is so important. Because without that hope, we are really a lost soul um, that doesn't have anything to see in on, right? Like we have to have that foundation and faith in order to fully live in health, because that is literally the foundation of it all. Like our health can't stand without it. And it's because of this point that we have to have a purpose that's greater than us, which gives us the driving force to create the change that we need in order to live in health. So that might be all like wishy-washy. What in the world is she talking about? But here's the big thing, right? We have like the only way we're motivated to change is through intrinsic motivating factors, which come from anatomy, mastery, and purpose, which the big idea behind all of this is living for something so much more than ourselves. So we can't just change because we want change for ourselves. We have to change so that we can help other people in the process. And really, it all comes back to just a desire 
like a desire to grow and to learn and to use all that we're doing to help other people. That is where change comes from. And like I said, for me, it comes from the foundation and faith. For me, it's the foundation and the belief of Jesus Christ and our Savior and that there's a greater hope of eternity out there if we know him and love him and trust him, right? Like there's a whole nother world of faith that changes the entire perspective of health. And I just wish and pray so badly that so many people could grasp that because your whole vision of this can change. So to break this down, right, to go back, motivation, and in most cases, we're taught that it comes from intrinsic motivating factors, which are these external things like numbers and goals and destinations. But what we know and what science proves is that change is never found in a number. It's never going to be found in a certain size of your genes or looking a certain way or reaching a certain goal. Yes, that's all good and well, right? Like those can be things that we we want to see achieved, but we can't be so focused on the creating the process and the end of the process that we miss the journey of it. Like we have to stop creating the process and sometimes trust the process. And in trusting the process, that comes from the intrinsic motivating factors. Like we trust the process so much that we're willing to go along on this journey for growth and creativity and to learn about ourselves so that we can use all of this for a greater purpose and a greater good. And that is where we'll see change. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that is the motivating force behind it. And if we go against our free will, if we start saying things against how our body is naturally designed and our mindset is naturally designed, we will act against that. We will hit a point where we hit resistance and we stop and we feel like a failure and we can't push through that resistance when it's not internally driven. So the only way to push through, to put those running shoes on and make it last, to say no to that piece of cake and really mean it as a no, not as like, no, but I really want it, right? Because when we say no out of force, that changes our metabolism. And in fact, we can gain weight just by looking at a piece of food. But once we start to do this, because it's actually our driving force and we can say no because we really mean no, that changes things. And we can start to step into the ease of what health is supposed to mean. And we can really start to see this lifestyle shift from something that we think we need to do to something that we actually want to do. So to break this all down in a little story, something that I've been learning lately is that I see two different types of clients. I see the ones who want me to give them all the rules and manage their ins and outs to a T so that they can get the results in the fastest way possible. Their motivation is extremely externally driven. They want me to tell them what they should be doing in order to see the results that they want to see that are really externally driven results, right? Like a look, a number, like a very big end goal. On the other hand, I see people who are very intrinsically driven, right? They they no longer worry about a number on the scale, but they really just want to feel healthy. They want to live in happiness and joy, and they want to do it all in this process, right? Like they want to enjoy the process of it. They know it's a slow journey. It's one of learning, of growth, and they're ready to go along for that ride. Who do you think is going to be more successful, right? It's always going to be the person who is on the journey, on the process of learning and growing and self-exploration and providing their body what it needs rather than the force 
of trying to follow a set of rules that I give them and a diet to a T and forcing themselves to exercise and not to eat things like restrict, describe, starve. (laughs) That is intrinsic motivation that we have been taught over and over and over and over again. And guess what? It doesn't work. 95% of the time, this will fail you. In fact, some people wouldn't say 100% of the time, intrinsic motivating factors are actually not motivating at all. And so instead, I want to encourage you to go to the intrinsic side, to realize that you have to choose to want to be healthy because of something so much greater than yourself. And it doesn't have to be this big, outstanding thing, but you can just start with like changing your mindset to be like, okay, I don't need to reach a certain number, but I want to feel a certain way and I want to learn about my body in the process of that. And I can assure you that this way, this intrinsic motivating factor, people see huge changes really, really fast. Because if we go back to metabolism and we link this all back again, our mindset changes how we function. It changes the entire hormonal flow, how our body gets energy, uses energy, stores energy. Remember, it's not just about calories in equals calories out, about, but about how we store that. And our mindset changes the storage. So when we go in this mindset, And we use these intrinsic motivating factors to see change and to reach that. And we start to trust the process and we start to go along on the journey just to learn and to grow and be creative and understand ourselves more and use that for something greater than ourselves. That is where lasting change and where the ease of health comes from. Not this hardcore, follow a set of rules, count my macros. Like that sounds great and people see change, but it's not lasting. And in fact, it can be extremely harmful and create a really, really bad mental state. Um, And so we want to push ourselves over here. So my, my encouragement for you today is to stop and to recognize what has been your motivating driving force today. Like if you really want to be healthy, what is your motivating driving force? And I would encourage you that if it's something external, that you can start to recognize like, yeah, even if you got there, you're probably not gonna be any happier than you are right now. In fact, I know it. I've seen enough people who've reached their quote unquote goal weight and been more unhappy and more unsatisfied than before. Like weight, just like money, doesn't bring happiness, right? Like in some cases, yeah, you might feel a little bit better, but at the end of the day, like you're no different at a different weight than you are right now. So we have to start working on our mindset and remember that our mindset changes everything. And if we can change our mindset, motivation, motivating, driving forces, we can change so much, not just about our health, but about the purpose in life. Like, I really believe that we were all created here for a purpose and with a purpose. And if we can start to grasp that and understand our worth in that, then we can do so much more and see such bigger results without being trapped in this like degrading mindset that so many of us live in, right? One of the biggest things that acts against our um, autonomy is shame and guilt, right? Like there's nothing that shuts that down more than that because shame and guilt is directly related to someone else's opinion of us. And that opinion has kind of trapped us in this process of living for something that we don't even care to live for. So we have to go back to the basics and understand what is it that we want? What is it that we believe? And how can we decide to go on this journey of health? And I promise that you will see so many more results so much faster. And what's so cool about this is that you're going to enjoy the process of what you're doing. You're gonna find a little bit more joy and more happiness in your life. You're gonna celebrate the small victories, but it's not gonna be the end goal. 
that you wait for to feel happiness. Like you're going to feel happiness in the process of the journey. And that is going to change the entire outlook of your life. And the research shows it. Like, I think we all know that too. So regardless of what you get out of it, like I want you to just start thinking that you want to do it because you simply like doing it. Like to me, health is not a means of input this to output that, but it's a means of can we enjoy what we're doing and actually like the process. So for instance, when it comes to your diet, I think a lot of people eat something or eat a diet that they really don't like. It's unrealistic. It's full of bland foods or it's lacking macronutrients because you're just eating one macronutrient, right? Um, Or you can't eat what other people are eating. Like there's no sense of this communal effect of food is thrown out the window and you're so strict with it that you can't just enjoy the process of what food is supposed to provide. Yes, it provides life, but it provides happiness and community and all of these things that we forget that food was designed to bring people together and happiness, not to divide us and make us fear it, right? But to sit down and to enjoy food. And again, it goes back to you have to enjoy what you're doing in order to stick with it. And I firmly believe that if you do not like the life that you are living, you will never last. It's what you do that makes you happy and fulfills you and and, and it pushes you and it makes you grow, right? Like all of these things are things that the human body is driven by. And so even if you think you don't like to run, forcing yourself to do that is certainly not the answer. But maybe you can start to learn and grow what exercise does fill you up, what does bring you joy. And the more that you get into the feeling of like, I just like to exercise because it makes me feel good. Who knows? You could turn into a runner, right? Like I believe we were all designed in health and health is there. It's a choice and the mindset and how we perceive health and how we go about it that changes everything. So with the right mindset, you can achieve so, so, so much. And I just want you to be aware that we have to be more internally driven. So I'm all about action. How can we take this big, heavy lesson and put it into action? So what I first want you to do is I want you to stop and realize what areas are you forcing your body into submission? Like, are you exercising even though you hate it? Are you eating foods even though it's bland and boring? Like, do you sit down and wish that you were eating your coworkers' meals instead of yours? Um, Are you in a relationship that you really don't like? Uh, Do you feel like you're lacking purpose? Do you feel like you're unhappy? What do you think the source of those things are? Like, really start to come up with a list of things that you don't like in your life. And then I want you to start to think about the things that you want to change. Like for instance, for me, um, I've been out of the exercise rut, right? Like I got to a place where I was forcing myself to run because I thought it was healthy for me and I really burnt myself out of it. And burnout is one of the the best signs that you're living um, for external motivating factors, not internal ones. So if you're feeling the burnout, you're doing it for the wrong reasons and the wrong driving force. Like your end goal is wrong. And so if you're burnout, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're lacking joy, like your motivating force is wrong, your end goal is wrong. And so in order to change that, you have to shift the perspective. Like you might end up getting to the same goal, but in a much, much healthier way. So running burnt me out, right? And so now I'm in this process of like just getting back into exercise, but I'm doing it in self-growth. Like I'm trying out new videos on YouTube, like yoga is something that I've never really done before, but I really find it so beneficial and I'm really enjoying it. And what's fascinating about this is that I'm seeing bigger results from something that quote unquote 
burns way less calories than a cardio event, and yet I'm seeing much larger results than I ever did running. One big way to show this is we see people who train for a half marathon and they expect to lose weight in the process and they end up gaining weight. Like so many people who train from half marathons end up gaining weight rather than losing weight. Um, And we have this idea that we have to do cardio and intense cardio in order to burn calories. But what we don't realize is just 30 minutes of walking or getting 10,000 steps a day without ever doing any real formal cardio actually has greater benefits for your body and people see bare weight loss than you do with training for intense activity. Again, it's the mindset of how you do it. So my mindset has been, I want to exercise every day. Like one of my goals is to exercise every day. Um, And the way that I get through the friction of it is that in that day, I get to choose what my body feels like. So some days I feel like doing higher cardio, like pit classes, right? Some days I feel like running. Other weeks, I just go through yoga or Pilates or uh, a quick ab workout, right? Like some days it's just, I just need to get some steps. Like I just need to go on a slow, mindful walk. So I have a goal of exercise, but in order to make it enjoyable, in order to learn and grow about myself, I'm giving myself the option of what I do in that day based on how I feel. And I think through this is like you're pushing through resistance and the friction of exercise without really knowing it. That's what changes in this is that, yes, there's always friction and whatever you choose to do, but... What drives you is the motivation of the internal factors rather than these external things. Okay, I'm just rambling now, but I hope this has all made sense. I know it's like a big, big topic, but really the bottom line is if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's never going to work. We have to get to a place where we desire it, that it's in line with our values, and we enjoy the process rather than always trying to create the process and being so focused on the end goal. The end goal doesn't bring happiness, But what does is being present right now and learning and growing and exploring in that process and living with greater purpose, like having something bigger that you're living for. Okay, I'm going to stop there because I could ramble for another hour and your mind would turn to mush just like mine is. So anyways, like I said, this is something I'm super excited about, a topic that I really want to talk about more. And I think I've talked about last summer on the mindset series, but really the mindset changes so much. So because I'm I'm acting a little insecure about this podcast right now, I want to know, what did you think? Send me an email, alexa at simplerotswellness.com. Shoot me a comment. Leave me a DM. Let me know, did this make sense? Did you understand this? And did it help change your mindset? Did it help change your idea of what motivation is and how you can actually live in health and happiness at the same time, right? Like you, happiness isn't a byproduct of getting healthy, but they go together. And the only way to be healthy is to be happy. And the only way to be um, fully happy, I think, is to be healthy. And so they go hand in hand. And just like you can't lose weight to get healthy, you have to get healthy to lose weight. It's the same thing with all of this. So the right mindset changes everything. Go back understand what your driving forces are and start to change them to be more motivating and to have greater purpose and really to focus less on health because life is so much bigger than that. So anyways, that's it for today's podcast. I'm going to write up some notes over in the show notes to try and help express this more, maybe in written form, it'll go a little bit easier. So head on over to simplerotswellness.com backslash 139 to get those show notes. Also sign up for my email list. Like I said, you can always respond to those emails that I'm sending you. Check this out. I'm going to be giving more examples and more of my own journey and why this is so important to me in those emails. 
And don't forget to come back Friday. I have a special bonus episode on cortisol and kind of beating the stress mindset. Five simple ways that we can do more positive things, kind of get yourself more into this intrinsic mindset in a much simpler, broken down way. So those are like the super practical, realistic tips. Come back Friday for those. Then next week, I have that special interview talking about fasting, prolonged fasting, all the things. But what I wanna leave you with is a big point of today's show. If you don't enjoy it, you'll never do it. So find a way that it grows you and pushes you all at the same time that you really desire to do it and align it with those values because that will change everything. That's it. I promise. I'm done. Have a good rest of the week. I will see you back here on Friday.